0: Hey, how's it going out there, everybody? Hope everybody's having a great week. Welcome to the Drum Shuffle. This is episode 35. Jamie Eads joining you as always. Once again, hope you're having a fantastic week. We have a great interview with you today with uh, just one of the the great drummers in the country of Russia. Uh, We will be joined by Sasha Mashin in just a moment, just a smoking jazz drummer over in Russia, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Be right back. The best kept secret for drummers is finally out. Los Cabos Drumsticks may look like the sticks you grew up with, but these are not your father's drumsticks. Los Cabos Drumsticks is Canada's number one drumstick brand, and they are coming to a retailer near you. With operations in over 28 countries worldwide, thousands of drummers have already discovered the Los Cabos difference. Using FSC certified wood from Canada and the U.S., Los Cabos make the finest quality drumsticks, percussion tools, and accessories on the market. The best news, Los Cabos Drumsticks offers you a ton of choice. They have 22 individual drumstick models and 14 percussion tools, many of which are available in three different wood types, maple, white hickory, and red hickory. Red hickory comes from the center, or heart, of the hickory tree and has been independently proven to be both stronger and more elastic than white hickory without adding a lot of weight. While most drumstick manufacturers have shunned red hickory, Los Cabos Drumsticks has embraced it, becoming the only established stick brand in the world to offer a full line of red hickory drumsticks. To learn more about Lost Cabo's drumsticks, visit them online at lostcabostrumsticks.com. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and don't forget to ask for Lost Cabo's drumsticks at your favorite retailer. Dare to be different. Join the Red Hickory Revolution with Lost Cabo's drumsticks. All right, as I mentioned, going to be joined here in just a moment by Sasha Mashin. Uh, What an inspirational story uh, Sasha tells us. Uh, Grew up in St. Petersburg, Russia, uh, living in Moscow now, but really um, you will find it very interesting, at least I did, his uh, life story of how he became a drummer um, and just a, a student of the art form of jazz and how he is bringing that to the citizens of his country there in Russia. He joined us from a uh, short vacation in Greece. Uh, there's a couple of audio issues in there just because we were communicating across the world, literally. Uh, but I hope you enjoy this. Uh, so help me welcome Sasha Mashin to the Drum Shuffle. Good morning, Sasha, or I guess guess uh, good afternoon, Sasha, from where you're calling from. Thanks for coming on the Drum Shuffle.
1: Oh, thank you. Um, Yeah, uh, I'm in Greece. So now it's not morning right now. It's around the five. Yeah.
0: Okay, um, well, it's, it's early morning for us, and I certainly appreciate you taking some time um, out of your vacation, your, your time away from drumming to, uh, <laughs> to come on the show. We've, it's been hard um, to, to get you scheduled. There's just been a ton of stuff going on in my life. That's my fault. Um, but thank you so much, Sasha, for being so flexible and coming on our show. We appreciate it.
1: Oh, well, thank you. It's an honor and pleasure. Thank you for your invitation, in
0: Oh yeah, we're we're glad to have you. We're really excited about this one, um, Sasha. What we typically do, you know, we we like to hear how folks get into drumming. Um, you know, obviously, you grew up. Uh, you and I are the same age. Um, first of all, you grew up in Saint Petersburg, Russia. So I'm sure it's going to be a little bit different for all of our you know majority American listeners. It's probably a different story. So tell us how you became a drummer.
1: Oh, that was funny story because I I got a gift from my grandma. Uh she brought a, a toy, a toy drum. And I hit it and the, with the first stroke I just destroyed the drum head. And uh, my mother says, "Oh, look like uh, Sasha going to be a musician." And after that they uh, brought me to the music school and there was competition. I I was uh, um, the teachers uh, they asked me uh, clapping some rhythms, uh, singing melody, uh, and and uh, the end, uh, all of them was uh, ready to take uh, me to their classes. But the most uh, uh, most funny uh, comment uh, was like, "But look at his lips, uh, he gonna be." Uh, trombone (laughs) player of course yeah and uh i was uh, uh, when i was uh, and the final decision and uh, i went to the t-bone class and uh, soon i found out that uh, t-bone class is uh, overbooked and i was uh, as a candidate for half a year and then um Another guy came to the class for for the uh, music drummer and says, uh, "Sasha, would you mind to go to drum class because T-bone class is overbooked?" I said, "I didn't mind," and uh, thanks God, <laughs> yeah, I got to the um, drum class. So uh, that was not my decision actually. That was I was just lucky, I think, because yeah, that was my.
0: Well, so, I I mean, growing up in, you know, I'm assuming this is in the 80s, you know, you and I are the same age, you would have been school age in the 80s. Of course, being from Russia, communism was still, you know, prevalent there. I mean, Russia had not become a democratic country yet. So, oh, yeah. (laughs) So you were actually told what instrument you were going to play. I mean, am I correct in that? Or am I being ignorant?
1: No, no, no. Um, you, you can choose, of course, you can choose, uh, and says that like, I like to play guitar or some other instrument. Uh, nobody gonna force you to, to play, uh, to, to choose the class. Maybe they can give you some advice. But then during the, during the studying at the facility, you, you, uh, got a lot of, Strong uh advises like what to do and what not to do, so there oh, is not uh, much freedom uh in that uh, Russian approach to study music and not only music and not only nineteen eighties it's it's coming back now and we we going back to USSR right now with our president and with uh, all that. uh, uh, You know what I'm talking about. Sure, of course. Yeah. um, There is not much freedom and that's why actually I um, get out of the... um, I was kicked out of the music school two months before last year. I was there for almost 7 years and uh, the reason was uh, that instead of concert with the um, band school band i went to the jazz competition and uh, get first uh, first prize as a drummer our band uh, get the first prize uh, as a band and we got uh, first prize uh, uh, for the arrangements so all first uh, prizes. And then I went back to the music school and uh, brought all that uh, papers to show my teachers look what I got. (laughs) And they said Uh, you have to go to director uh, office. Mm, You have to talk. Other drummer who did it perfectly. So I I didn't let anybody uh, down, but uh, after that I decided if they're um, not really happy about all my um, um, activities as a young musician, maybe uh, there is no place uh, for me in this uh, facilities in this school. So I, I just uh, left. And uh, I I left music school Direct to the jam session, to the jazz club. Sure. Well, and it, stay there.
0: It, it, well, and I think you bring up a good point. You know, um, I have heard some of your music. Um, you know, you are a fantastic drummer, but there's a lot to 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 talk about there. Um, you know, you, you got this. You know, kind of formal education. You went out on your own to, um, you know, kind of a jazz showcase competition. As you said, you know, first prize all across the board, and that led to some resentment. It sounds like from the 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 formal school. Um, yeah. What I'm curious about is, you know, obviously you've been over here to the states. You know, you you've played at the Blue Note in New York. You, you're just doing wonderful things. You you just had a big jazz festival. Are you do you have goals of uh, coming to the U.S. and staying permanently or are you sort of being an ambassador of of jazz music in Russia? Wh- what role do you see yourself filling?
1: Uh, you know, it's uh, really hard to uh, I still have uh, uh, thoughts uh, going back and forth about it because of course, to play jazz music, you have to be in New York and uh, communicate with all the great musicians. But competition so high in New York that uh, you probably never get to the, to the best players. But in Russia, uh, on the other side, I can uh, produce concerts, uh, events by myself and bring great musicians to Russia to play and support uh, great music. In Russia uh, which is right now work for me better even if I I'm uh, struggling to survive in that kind of society which is not uh, really uh, open-minded free and uh, all that uh, you know the political situation in Russia right now it's uh, just uh, awful so uh and uh, society is not really uh really happy when some people mm, uh like to be free uh like to be themselves so uh, i think for now i'm staying uh, in russia just because we just launched a new just record label in st petersburg in my hometown and uh, we ha- we released just first uh, album, which is my album, but we have uh, a long list of artists uh, to to go to the studio, and we have uh, five albums uh, we are working uh, right now, uh, and we're going we're going to release it uh, next uh, spring. So I think. Uh, uh, for now, I w- I would say uh, for me it's better to stay here and, and trying to bring new uh, new wave for the jazz because in Russia jazz it's mean uh, um, black singer and caravan right if you don't have, if if there is no caravan caravan or uh, black singer there is no jazz so we uh, with this uh, rainy days label we're trying to bring new wave uh, and uh, bring uh, more instrumental good instrumental music uh, to listeners because they actually never have a chance to check that kind of music because uh, promoters are trying to bring all all and over again uh, singers and uh, we have only that kind of music in russia right now
0: Well, you know, that brings up a really good point. You know, your record, which is called Outside the Box, um, you know, it is due for its American release this week. Um, It it is uh, slated for release, I think, on September 14th. Now, your American publicist, sent me some uh, some preview tracks and I've been listening to it and it's fantastic. I mean, it's just it's great, great music. Now, it it brings me to a really good question. uh, I I think, you know, um, a couple of good questions. Number one. How did you, growing up in Russia, how did you discover jazz music? Because I don't think it was as easy as going into a record store and buying a record. I think it was probably a little bit harder for you to discover that music. And and secondly, what is the reaction that you're getting bringing jazz to Russia and, and, and really putting a spotlight on that musical style?
1: Uh, you No, know, it's not. Even when I was start to interesting, uh, about, uh, with the jazz music, that was not really hard to get, uh, jazz music. Uh, I was, uh, uh, buying, uh, cassettes and brought to special place and, uh, there was, uh, pirate, uh, copy guy who can, uh, put, uh, records from, from the, from the LP to cassettes. That was the way how, how we, we're uh, getting our first records.
0: That is so yeah, cool. That, that is yeah, so that, cool. That, you know, I mean, I, cause I knew that you weren't just going to a, to a Sam Goodies record store, but no. you know, somebody had the LPs and they're literally yeah. making uh, mix tapes basically for yeah, you.
1: Yeah. And uh, to have LPs, you, you, that was, uh, um, that was risky because if uh, like um, uh, police uh, come to, uh, to your place, and find uh, that you have uh, like LPs with jazz music, mm, it can can be case to bring you to the to the court. Unbelievable! I mean, not in nineteen eighties, maybe before, but still, you know. Well, so, yeah, there was amazing guy Nathan Letus, uh in Saint Petersburg. He was a collectioner, and he was the first uh, uh, director of the first jazz club in, in Russia, which was built 1980, 1958. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And that, that guy, Nathan, he, he has all kinds of jazz music. The best, uh, he, he, the, he his, uh, musical taste was absolutely amazing. So I, every week I came to his place and, uh, trying to copy as much music as possible. And then we w- we were uh, copying it again because uh, you are lucky if you can uh, can make a first uh, copy from LP, but the other people uh, was uh, dealing with another cassettes. So when when you make like uh, twenty copies,
0: yeah, the, the sound uh, the quality. quality, yeah,
1: yeah, sound quality. So f- w- when I first time uh, uh, get uh, a Love Supreme uh, CD and actually uh, listened it for the first time with CD quality. I was shocked because there was much, much less uh, information that, than I was uh, thought because of the quality. I was listening all the time. That through that bad quality, I was dreaming there is something else. Right. <laughs> and that was, yeah, that was shock. And uh, what was the second part of the question?
0: Well, you know, I mean, what is the reaction that you're getting? I mean, so obviously I don't know much about Russia. You know, I mean, I've Uh never been there. I want to visit, but I've never been there. But, you know, there is so much... the word, I guess, is propaganda that that yeah, we grew up right. with in the United States yeah. about this is how it is in Russia. I look how terrible it is, you know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. so I, it was ignorant of me to say, you know, jazz is this new art form. I mean, I know it's not uh, in, in Russia, but. I think guys like you that are creating a jazz label, you just did a jazz festival a week or so ago. Um, You know, what is the reaction? Are the people in Russia, are they hungry for more jazz? Are are they hungry for for rock? I mean, I'm curious as to how, you know, music is received. People like you that are bringing music to the masses nowadays what is the reaction of your fellow citizens
1: uh i think uh, even if we have uh propaganda ag- again really strong right now uh against the us uh people still like uh, good music they doesn't uh, they don't care like uh, if jazz from from america they don't uh, uh think it's uh, something bad right they still love it and uh what i'm noticed that uh, the better music uh even if it's uh modern jazz hard to uh absorb that kind of jazz they still can read it and they still love it but uh m- most uh, of the promoters they just uh trying to be safe uh, in terms of uh, bringing singers, to be sure that uh, all tickets will be, uh, the to, to concert hall will will be sold out. They just um, don't don't care. But we, with this label, we're trying to bring uh, modern music because we we have a lack of uh, that kind of uh, jazz. Sure. But for, for rock, rock music, of course, it's more popular music, uh, in Russia than jazz music. It's obvious. It's, uh, um, like everywhere. And, uh, but in general, people, people, uh, in Russia, they have a taste because of the culture, not, uh, like Soviet culture, but uh, real old Russian culture, like, if we're talking about a uh, period of time before revolution like all composers russian composers like uh, i don't know Tchaikovsky Glinka Mussorgsky uh, Stravinsky Shostakovich Prokofiev uh, all mm, famous painters uh, mm, uh, who worked uh, with Sergey uh, uh, Sergei Dagilev, uh sure. if you heard about uh, Russian season in in France uh, so that uh, that uh, culture is still somewhere there.
0: <laughs> sure. Well, Not- I mean, I, you know, I have a 13 year old daughter who is, you know, a pre-professional ballerina. So believe me when I tell you, I know all of the composers you just said, (laughs) because, you know, she, she is really, um, she's focusing on, you know, Balanchine type ballet, you know, so it it comes from that Russian tradition. So, so I get that side of the art of Russia, but I don't. I don't get the musical side, you know, modern music, you know, rock, pop, jazz, things like that. So hence my question. But, um, I, I want to change gears just a little bit because I'm curious, you know, what, what type of, you know, mixtapes or cassettes were you picking up as a young formative drummer? Who are some of your big influences, uh, from that golden age of jazz drumming?
1: Oh, okay. Uh, I started with a cassette with a Russian player, guitar player. And that's how I uh, get famous with the jazz music. And uh, during the time when I was uh, studying, uh, still studying at music school, uh, music school just get uh, first uh, drum set. Because uh, in classical uh, Russian uh, musical school, there is no drum set. There is a lot of uh, marimbas, uh, vibes, uh, timpani, all that uh, kind of uh, instruments. But there was no teacher who, who uh, can explain how to play uh, drum kit. So I started doing by myself at the kitchen with all that uh, pans and spoons, you know, and uh, uh, my neighbor uh, heard that sound and he came to to my door and asked, uh, do you play drums? And I said, I just started. And he said, we have a uh, band. Uh, Can you join us? Uh, We play jazz. What jazz? <laughs> what is the jazz? <laughs> okay, uh, here's the cassette. Uh, listen to it. If you like, uh, let me know. That was a record with the Russian guitar player, Alexei Kuznetsov. So that, uh, with an um, uh, American uh, drummer, I, I don't remember his name right now. But I, I, I was really impressed with the music. So I started to collect music and uh, joined this band. And all uh, these band members was really hard working uh, on the manuf- manufacture to, to save money to uh, m- buy drum set for me. Can you oh, imagine? Okay. Yeah, sure. And then we, we started to rehearse uh, on the stairs in our uh, building, uh, neighbors uh, uh was so happy about m- live music <laughs> surprisingly and then i start to uh, collect some other music and the first uh, and the biggest impression was i think uh body rich
0: oh yeah sure
1: yeah and then i uh, at that time I, I went to the my first official band. I was 16 years old or 15 years old, I don't remember. Uh, I started really early. Uh, like at 16 years old, I, I was uh, um, uh, gigging and uh, traveling uh, around the city, uh, around the country. So I was tra- uh, playing Dixieland and I was really uh, into Buddy Rich and all his uh, amazing uh, solos. I was... Uh, transcribing them and playing, trying to play this style. Right. Yeah. And I remember on in St. Petersburg, uh, there is main street called Nevsky Prospect. There is famous old uh, uh, store. And we, we were playing Dixieland uh, on the street next to this store. And uh, uh, my bandmates, they gave me solo each song just to, to attract people <laughs> to uh, to put more money to the to the band that was uh super cool because I I can I was just practicing all the time on the street so then I I met uh, another another people and start to uh, think about more modern music like uh Charlie Parker Dizzy Gillespie Quintet, and Max Roach of course and then after a few years, I switched to Miles Quintet uh, <laughs> with course. Tony, yeah, and all that stuff. And uh, after that, I got a present uh, a gift uh, for birthday: uh, LP album of John Coltrane. Uh, I think uh, the name is Africa Brass. Yeah, Africa Brass. In the Russian version, is it was just Africa. So I started to listen to this, and that changed my life forever. Uh, that was uh, groundbreaking uh, changing. So I was absolutely shocked, and uh, at that time, I already had a Walkman uh, uh, cassette player uh, with uh, reverse, so, which means uh, the cassette can go side A and then uh start play side B immediately so uh <laughs> i put same record uh of uh john coltrane to each uh side uh the same record because uh lp it's around 45 minutes so side A is uh, a love supreme side B a love supreme in this case I, I don't need to spend uh energy from batteries to to rewind
0: you know? <laughs> right so you just lived I with would, that record
1: yeah i not only th- this all all Coltrane, uh, quartet uh, records and i was listening during all, all the time all the time uh even when i went to um uh, come back to to my house i was um, switched on music and while i, I was sleeping Coulter and still uh, uh, played all night and that was for for maybe a year or maybe a couple years like that so I didn't listen uh, music only when I was uh, rehearsing that was I only one exception
0: yeah so so you 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 burn that record up in other words <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> well you know yeah. I, mean, I think we
0: all have those favorite records that define us as young players you know i Mm -hmm. for me it was probably you know one of the led zeppelin records you know i'm a rock guy so yeah yeah you know same kind of thing you put on you know led zeppelin three or led zeppelin four and you just listen to it over and over and over and you just soak so much of that stuff in you know so i mean your influences are are fantastic obviously but you know I think your journey um you're living in Moscow now correct
1: yeah. yeah so yeah
0: So at what point in your career did you make the move from St Petersburg over to to Moscow
1: Yeah uh, uh we have a famous saxophone player Igor Butman uh and this guy uh, uh back to uh Russia from from New York and uh, he was uh, looking for a new band in Russia and uh, that's how I moved from St. Petersburg to Moscow I started playing with Igor and uh, that's it but I think even without Igor uh, it's going to be the same because uh, St. Petersburg uh, surprisingly really conservative uh, in terms of jazz music uh, when you when you uh, look at the people, maybe they are look more modern, even than in Moscow. But for the jazz music, uh, Saint Petersburg more conservative.
0: Okay. Well, that, I mean that makes sense. Um, you know. So, I and in looking at your you know list of credits, you know you have performed with just. Uh, who's who in jazz music, you know, Benny Golson, Clark Terry, Jimmy Heath, uh, uh, Kenny Barron, um, Lou Tobaccoon, uh, Eddie Henderson. I mean, all of those gigs had to be just amazing for you, right?
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Absolutely. That was uh, uh, see, this is uh, why sometimes maybe better be in 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 Russia. Because uh, can you imagine for a young guy in New York, just another drummer in New York, to get all that uh, uh, names to play with? It's hard. Right. It's, yeah, it's hard. So, yeah, I was lucky. I think I, I, I was lucky.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, clearly, I think you are, um, you know, a, I think the comparison that you're making is in Russia, you are the A-list Jazz drummer, you know, when when all of these guys come over to do a show, they want Sasha on the drums. Whereas if you came to New York, you know, there's yeah. there's but at you least know, yeah the, the list is 500 a players for jazz drumming, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah. so so I mean, I totally understand that. You know, I don't live in a in a huge metropolitan area. You know, I live in Central Kentucky, and and I've been very lucky myself that. You know, I I'm attached to a good um recording engineer and producer, so when he needs a drummer, he calls me, you know, here in my okay. area. Oh. Um, you know, so I yeah, it's it's great. And I'm close enough to Nashville, which is, you know, the the country music capital of the yeah. world that that I can do some work down there as well. But to be one of the first guys mentioned in your geographic location versus being the 483rd guy yeah,
1: <laughs> mentioned yeah. in
0: your geographic location, it does lead to some some unique opportunities without a doubt. Um, yeah. Sasha, talk to us a little bit about You know, some of your your goals. I mean, obviously, I know you've got a lot of stuff going on there in Russia Um, with the new label. You just did a huge jazz festival. What does the next year or so hold for you? I know your record is coming out. Are you going to be doing some touring over here in the States or are you focusing primarily on Russia right now?
1: I'm uh, focusing on Russia right now, but I, I'm—I have a plan to to come to New York maybe next February. We'll see, uh, maybe for for another record. But uh, right now, I'm working on my second uh, album, which uh, called "Happy Signups," and uh, the idea behind this is that uh, all our thoughts. In the brain it, it they have a, a ele- electrical electric uh, chemical nature right so uh, when one cell goes uh, need to connect to another it's goes through the uh, synapse, which uh, turns electric signal to chemical so if you don 't have uh, right chemicals in your brain you 're either slow or depressed or uh, unhappy. So I thought, uh, is it possible to, to change uh, the sound and, and music? I think it's, it's possible because uh, some people say that if you are really sad uh, or even depressed, maybe, uh, if you will uh, force yourself to smile, it will change your, your uh, uh, chemicals. Sure. So it 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 can uh, work either way, both ways. So I think uh, I thought it's a good idea to to make these uh, projects and play music, which uh, probably I hope <laughs> will make people more happy and uh, feel better. So for the for that project, I, I had uh, I have uh, Benita Gonzalez on the piano, uh, Josh Evans. Um, Josh right now playing in the Christian McGregor band and uh, Rosario Giuliani from uh Italy from Rome amazing alto saxophone player and uh I have Makar Novikov my dear uh fellow bass player friend uh we play a lot together uh Russian guy and another guy is Dmitry Mospin, amazing Tenor, for, uh, tenor sax player from Moscow. So this is uh, my new project. Uh, we already did a record session two, two weeks ago, uh, maybe a little bit less. Um, right after that session, I, I went to the, my vacation, and uh, after I will come back to Moscow, I will start to editing sure. and think about. Uh, uh, yeah. Also, I have a lot of uh, stuff like, uh, because I, I have uh, uh, a lot of endorsement like Yamaha, Drums, Evans, Zildjian, Vic First. They asked me to make for them uh, unique content because uh, uh, there is tons of information uh, on YouTube right now but uh, n- not so many young uh, people in Russia uh, talk English so for them I'm doing uh, right now uh, a series of lessons uh, the first season is just for beginners uh, with support of Yamaha and Evans, it's gonna be interesting because we, we thought not on, uh, only about uh, content, musical content, but about picture and, uh, uh, how to bring the good, uh, cinema, uh, quality of video, which makes uh, it more pleasant to absorb. Sometimes, uh, young generation can read through the, uh, through the, uh, how to say it, through the, through the pictures, not through, through the um, words they hearing, but through the uh, right. art language. So sure. we, we, we were, we was, uh, uh, thinking a lot how to make it uh, really good cinema. Uh, like it should be like cinema. So I hope it will be really, really nice.
0: Well, I think that's a uh, just a wonderful gift to give to young, aspiring musicians in your native country, Um, you know, because here in in America, you know, I can go on YouTube and learn how to do anything. You know, I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> you, you Me know, too, because yeah. if you yeah.
0: need to work on your car, you can go look yeah. at a video yeah, and figure out how to work on your car. You know, I mean, you tutorials,
1: can, tutorials. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. You can learn to yeah. do anything. But I, I can see where, you know, learning a, a complicated um, rhythm, a polyrhythm on the drum set. Would be hard in <laughs> Russia because everybody's speaking English on the videos, right? I mean, I, I can.
1: Uh, yeah, but you, still, you can still listen. But uh, guess, uh, Jamie, guess what? Uh, the first advice when some young uh, musicians coming to my class, like students. Um,
0: I'm gonna guess, guess you, I, you, you tell them to speak English. <laughs> I mean I guess yeah. That's
1: right, because the all information in English. So you, you have to speak because you, you need to communicate with musicians in the future. So the first rule is learn to English.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, you know, when we first um, it got on our call today, you actually said, I hope my English is is good enough for you know, the, this type of interview, you, you said, I'm not used to it. I just want to oh, say, yeah. I think your English is fantastic. I mean, you, oh, really? wow. you, you haven't said anything that I haven't been able to absorb and understand. So,
1: oh, this uh, is amazing. Thank you. This is best compliment for me.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, what, what interests me about drummers that grow up in different cultures than me, you know, is... Is how your um, you know, the, the word I'm looking for is ARC, you know, from the day you started playing to where you are today, how different that journey must be. And, you know, certainly my show is not a political show, but you've brought up a, a couple of very, very good points that I at least want to explore. Now I'm not here to talk about whether the president of Russia is good or bad or the president of the United States is good or bad, but I want to point out to our listeners that you had to fight to get the music you wanted to hear and you had to fight to get the gear you needed to play the music you wanted to play and, and how real that struggle is um, in other parts of the world. Whereas we here in America, it, it comes a whole lot easier. You know, there there is no censorship really here. If you want to play Jazz mixed with thrash metal, by all means, do it. Where you grew up, you couldn't really just do what you wanted. Uh, I mean, I guess you could, but there were consequences for that. Can you can you talk about that just a little bit more?
1: Yeah, um, I think uh, the, the Soviet uh, culture I grew up with uh, is a culture of uh, self limitations. And, uh, uh, self, uh, yeah, self limit. For example, it's, it's coming right now again with all that, uh, mm-hmm. revanchism. I call it revanchism because, uh, like KGB guy, uh, with all his, uh, uh, thoughts came to power and brought all Soviet, uh, uh, Soviet culture back and uh it's uh, uh some people uh afraid of talking like in soviet time it's again uh here uh, for example if you like or repost something on facebook you can get a case and go to the cart court can you imagine it's it's exist right now in russia so some people uh, trying to just uh, keep uh, their mouth uh, uh, shut to, to not have any, any problem. But when you uh, are living in that kind of environment, it's, it's changing your, your, your mentality, your brain. Because our brain, uh, it, it changes with uh, uh, each new thoughts. We, we change it. Changing it uh, constantly, and when you're trying to not to speak what you think, it's not the uh, what uh, can help of, to create something or create create music, create art. So uh, the concept of outside the box uh, was the mm, little bit uh, dealing with this kind of uh, ideas that uh, we have to be able speak freely what we think uh, and not uh, not being uh, conformists. We need to check everything we hear and uh, be free doing or playing what you like because in Russia uh, when you tr- trying some new ideas you all the time think, Oh, what other people will think about me? This is the fir- first, uh, I- uh, first uh, idea. What other people will say, uh, say about you? So uh, I think this is the most dangerous uh, uh, situation for the creator. So outside the box means uh, you have to uh forget about uh, other people uh, about what they think about you you have to think about what what's important for you for your art for your music and uh concentrate as much uh time as possible on this
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I, I, your audio broke up just a little bit there at the very end, but that, that's OK. I mean, uh, what you just said is and I want to clarify, you said you worry about what people think of you and you're not talking about what people think of the music. You're talking about what people think of Sasha, the person, because you released a certain song or a certain record, um, which, I, you know, I find very strange you know growing no, up it, in america it, it that might
1: might be might be in the uh, uh, about your music also but we full of criticism here when you when you went to the jam session uh nobody uh of course some people can say hey man uh nice playing or sounds great but really often you can you can hear some, uh, somebody uh, come to, to you after a song and say, "You know you, you try and play like uh, you know I hear like you probably heard a lot of Tony William's last, last week. they' trying to uh, criticize you right. a lot so uh, uh, when I just start to go to uh, New York a lot I mean not a lot I probably been there eight, ten times. But uh, I, I've noticed that there is different approach. People trying to uh, to be more supportive to each other, which uh good for both. And I teach my students uh, uh, to focus more on what's good in even if in your playing because when when you uh studying uh and listen to your record you can say oh i was not really uh in time or oh, that was not in pocket or oh, i i lose the form uh but you can also find good moments and try trying to build your your building on that which makes uh m- much more s- sense for me because it it makes more makes you happy, you know. So we tend to uh, go through the negative uh, a lot in Russia. This is part of the probably Soviet time, and I am trying to <laughs> to change it.
0: I think you are changing it, Sasha. I mean, just such a remarkable story and what you're doing um, gives hope to all of us as as artists and musicians, certainly. Um, Sasha, uh, I wanna be respectful of your time. You know, one of our traditions here on the Drum Shuffle, and I I think you will have a a great piece of advice to share with us, but we ask all of our guests for a good piece of advice for other musicians and other drummers. Tell us something you've learned over your career.
1: I think uh I I, ha- I have uh one idea which is um, the most important. I've uh, learned that talent is overrated. Probably you, you heard about this book uh if you if not uh please check this book because it's amazing. Uh, uh, I think you can change your mind and change your brain with uh hard work, it will change on the physical uh, uh, level. So, even even if you have rough time with uh, results, you're going uh, to drums, uh, to drum room practice, and you feel you're not uh, uh, improving a lot, don't be discouraged. Uh, stay on good idea find good idea and uh focus on this idea as much as possible because uh what make difference between um, good and the best is like uh 20000 of uh, hours practice that's it everybody can play you need to practice and uh practice should be really deliberate
0: yeah that's That's just great advice.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: I mean, it's just great advice. Um, Sasha, you are such an inspirational man. Um, Thank you so much for taking time to come on the show. Uh, Folks, the website is SashaMashin.com. We will link it up for you. Please go check Sasha's playing out. Uh, Just a fantastic drummer. Outside the Box, his record on Rainy Day's music uh, will hit the stores and, and streaming services on September 14th of 2018. I highly recommend you listen to it. Sasha, you are welcome here anytime. Please come back and talk to us when your new record is done.
1: Pleasure. And thank you so much uh, for having me, Jamie. That was really nice to talk to you Absolutely, and to, to the audience.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You are welcome here anytime. Um, Best of luck to you over there in Russia, and we will talk to you very soon, Sasha. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Bye. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for episode 35 of the drum shuffle. Thank you so much for listening. We cannot do what we do here without every single one of you guys tuning in go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're using to listen in. It helps us tremendously to continue to grow. And we certainly do appreciate your time in doing that. You are not going to want to miss some of the guests that we have coming up next week. We are going to be joined by one of my personal favorites. Uh, Brad Morgan from the drive by truckers will be stopping by. They've been in the studio over the past couple of weeks, uh, down at Sam Phillips recording in Memphis. Uh, Uh, Just got some great stories to share, talk about the uh, upcoming Drive-By Trucker's new record. So you're definitely not going to want to miss that. Uh, we love hearing from you throughout the week. Keep your emails coming to us. Our email address is podcast at gmail.com. Our web address is thedrumshuffle.com. And as always, you can find information on me at jamieeds.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. We can't do it without every single one of you. So until next week, may your head stay strong and your sticks never break. Cheers.